Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello there and welcome to the What Culture Game podcast. We're in quarantine still, so today we're recording remotely and I'm joined with Rich. Hello. And Osley. Hello. And we thought what better thing to talk about than half of Alex because these two here somehow have a lovely PC, VR headset, and they've played Alex. Uh, Rich is almost, Rich has finished it, Osley's almost near the end. And mm -hmm. I have been playing Half-Life 2, so I'm the <laughs> third best prepared. It's actually quite apt to talk about this because the, the entirety of the game takes place in the quarantine zone in City 17. So it's all, it's all very mm -hmm. apt at the moment. Yes. Um, so I'm just going to jump straight in and how does this compare to past Half-Life games? I need to know this because I'm sitting there chomping at the bit, watching Gabe New interviews, watching reviews and just wondering why. I mean, I know why, but I just really want this on PSVR because I don't have a PC. No, mm. I. It's, it is so much like a Half-Life game. Uh, it's unreal. Like being in city 17 in vr is is the best feeling the game quite literally opens with you stood on a balcony looking up at the currently under construction citadel really yeah and uh it's it, everything about it is so it, it is just half-life there's nothing about it that feels weird it's not like you're it's not like a sequel that's so later on that it feels different or everything about alex the entire way through feels like a half-life game through and through mm. um and it really goes to show that Valve can still do what they do best. Um, you know, this is their this is their grand return to gaming after you know for, for single player experiences for for nine years. I mean, let's not forget Artifact. Come on, <laughs> that's about, that's apparently about to be rebooted, uh, which I'm kind of keen to try. But um, yeah, it shows that Valve still know what they're doing. It shows that you know you know. Alex has had a lot of criticism since it was first announced in I think it was November it was announced October um, about the fact that it's VR only because people are seeing it as like oh this is just a means of them selling more Valve indexes which you don't need a Valve index to play it you just need any any Steam VR supported headset on PC to play Half-Life Alex. even the relatively cheap Windows mixed reality ones work with this game um, but it's 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 testament to say that they, they genuinely do mean it when they say we've built this from the ground up for VR and we're going to do it for VR um, and this, this won't work anywhere else and that is after playing it all the way through it's completely true 
Yeah, because that's kind of like what Gabe and the, all of Valve are sort of like brought forward that Half-Life is to bring sort of tech forward. That's kind of why they stopped doing the episodes and things like that because they felt like they were just staggering in sort of the same sort of area yeah. as they did with Half-Life 2. But I want to know is like moving around in this game, do you have a bunch of different options or is it just yes. the whole teleport gimmick? Yeah, you have um, you use teleporting, which is what I use. You've also got um, dash teleporting, which instead of um, like blink teleporting, which is the standard one, um, you teleport. Um, your screen goes a bit black for like uh, like two or three frames, and then it teleports you to that destination. With um, shift, uh, sorry, dash teleporting, it dashes your character towards the, the teleport location where you want to go to so basically it just zooms into it essentially and then you've got um uh locomotion which is basically you just moving around you press i think you press something on your like round thing if you're using a vive wand and you just press forward and you go that location um and there's also locomotion which you i think you wave your hand around yeah um, because difference because i was uh, through this i was this is using teleporting because i don't think you really cope well with uh with locomotion no, I get a lot. Motion. I get a lot of motion sickness with VR, especially in stuff where you're uh, you're being moved forcibly. So, like for example, in Elite Dangerous, when you're controlling your ship and all that, it makes me feel really vile and just sick, and I can't play that for like about five minutes, and I feel horrible for about five hours after that. But with teleporting, it's it's a really big like saving grace, essentially. Big question I, here. I, I sorry, I jumped in a big question quickly. Uh, is it cheating to teleport around the map? Can you sort of teleport out of the way of enemies? Like if a head crab's coming at you, back yeah, to munch your you face. Can, can you, you can, just go? Yeah, you can just teleport out of the way. But in the same way you can move around in the, in the original Half Life games, you can step to the side <clears> in normal motion and still dodge a head crab. I played through basically the entirety of this with the continuous locomotion. I was kind of concerned about it as well. There's a game I play in VR called um, Hot Dogs, Horseshoes and Hand Grenades, which has a very unique uh, traversal method called Arm Swinger, where you literally hold down a button and you swing your arms with your controllers in hand and it moves you in that direction. And it sounds really stupid and it looks really dumb from the outside. But when you're in the game, I could I could play that game for hours and hours on end, moving around in like real time and not feel sick. Uh, yeah. Whereas something like Boneworks, which was like the, the first big full VR game before Alex came out, that I've been playing that with continuous locomotion and that makes me feel awful. And I can't really... Mm-hmm. Get, I can't gather why that H3 doesn't make me feel awful. Boneworks does, and then playing through Alex on continuous motion the whole way through, absolutely fine through the whole thing. Um, I, again, I think it's just it's that they've managed to take, I don't know how they've done it, but they've made continuous motion not make you feel absolutely disgusting. Whereas, like I said, the what is on paper, the exact same thing at Boneworks, it does feel horrible. Mm-hmm. See that that sounds promising to me because as much as like I know teleportation can help players like Osley, like, I think I'd want to play more like that just because I don't I don't me looking in it still looked alien to teleport around uh, in VR yeah. games and I sort of wonder yeah. how does that really work after you're like going for like maybe thirty forty minutes to an hour yeah, however yeah. long what was your longest stint both of you underneath the headset. Uh, definitely about two hours. I've had to take breaks for, <clears throat> from both of my playthroughs just to um, basically just to recover stamina because the main thing is um, I'm not very. I mean, I walk about an hour a day, and it still takes a toll on on you, like bodily wise, because you're moving around, you're do- like un- um, unintentionally dodging stuff that you sh- don't think that you should be dodging it, which is weird to explain, but you do end up like dodging it. Um, crouching and stuff as well, crawling through, crouching, crawling through vents yeah. and things. You still do that in Alex as well. 
Mm. And yeah, it gets really tiring on your body. But um, like if if that wasn't an issue, I could easily go for like five, six hours or something like that. Okay. I, think, I think for me, it's about probably about three or four. Uh, because time, especially in something like Alex, where it's just so engrossing, time just flies. Because mm. I did see um, uh, on your Instagram story last night, Rich, you look like you just escaped from some sort of prison. You look well, so after tired. And it. Oh yeah, tired yeah. And I, was, yeah. I was knackered. I mean, you know, you have you have headset face where you've got the markings of the of the the soft part over your face. There was a point where there was just the the, the felt piece was just tickling my nose the entire time. Uh, and I had to kind of shut it off in my mind to continue playing the game. But yeah, it do- mm-hmm. it does take it out of you. It is completely knackering. Um, thankfully, there's not as much movement in this. It's not like playing Beat Saber, which is you know a, oh, a full on yeah. workout. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I think with how I looked on Instagram last night, I think that was more just the emotional punch that comes at the end of the game, which I'm not going to spoil uh, a for the viewers and b for Osley. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff to to take in with Half Life Alex uh, <laughs> towards there, the end. Is there anything you want to go into in terms of like the narrative? Because we know it's sort of, this is a prequel and things like that. But yeah. I wanted to deeper into what they may not have shown, but isn't a massive spoiler. So for a bit of context in the game, you're playing uh, as Alex, obviously five years before the events of Half Life Two, so before Gordon ends up on the train coming in City Seventeen, uh, and you're already in City Seventeen. <laughs> And you're uh, you're working with your father Eli, uh, and you're working with a guy called Russell, uh, who is interestingly absent from the uh, the games um, after Half Life Alex, and kind of not a spoiler, he doesn't die or anything. So okay. why he's not present in the games, I think we'll have an intriguing uh, revelation, or he might turn up in when Valve supposedly continue with the games after this because the success of this has been absolutely incredible. But you are, there's a there's a big floating thing in the middle of the quarantine zone, which is just a big walled off area of City 17. It's kind of like City 17 meets Ravenhome. And that's literally where they dump you at the beginning of the game. So okay. I was, it's, it plays out almost like a horror game the whole way through because you've got so many creatures and things to worry about as well as the combine. Um, and, you know, there's this big thing called the vault in the sky it's holding a weapon that the combine are going to use and you think oh no this is the end of all humanity we're going to try and stop it and that's basically what half-life alex is but i think the most interesting thing that the sort of world building as well as being within that game is because you've got russell on a headset i know ozzy's just about to get to this point um russell's telling you about uh, the world before the seven hour war so the world that we would like supposedly know um because obviously alex uh, isn't very obviously Alex is only 19 in this game so during the events of the seven hour war I don't know how old she is or whether she was even born I, I, I can't think of the timeline off the top of my head but she's asking Russell about what the world was like before the events of the combine taking over so she's asked like I think there's one point which is uh, going through the dark and she's like just tell me just talk to me about anything because I'm terrified and Russell tells you what a club sandwich is Mm. Um, and then there's a point that I said I was just about to get to where there's loads of vodka everywhere and she and Russell's explained to Alex who's you know never had a drink before what vodka is it's like it's really good but it's also bad because it's technically poison and Alex can't get her head around it so seeing seeing that world uh, or seeing an early version of that world and, and hearing stories of before the, the, the Resonance Cascade before the Black Mesa incident is the most it's fascinating just to stand and listen to but it also does help when you're going through a dark tunnel with only a tiny flashlight and you know there's headcrabs scuttling around hmm. so um, through all of this is it a lot of fighting headcrabs and early combine because from what I've seen footage especially some that Osley shared with me a little earlier is 
uh, interesting ways to stop head crabs getting at you and sort of like, I really like the motion of how you, you can move like a human rather than a video game character, like Ope, as you did, Osley, you open a door and just popping out little poison head yeah. crabs. So in, in this clip that I showed Ben Roy, I um, was against three poison head crabs behind a door and I slightly, like you can't do this in a video game, but you can, like a normal 2D video game essentially, um, you can slightly open the door, put your pistol in and then shoot shoot it without even looking at it. Um, and, and they managed to also push the door open, which freaked me out and I just ended up Un unloading the entire clip onto it which was probably hilarious for someone looking watching it back anyway um but the way that the game kind of like introduces you to combat is it starts it off with a zombie head crab um and because they're slow because they're easy to take down um it's it's a nice way to like introduce you into those mechanics um and then it starts you out with a normal head crab and um, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but I do remember like taking it down really easily. Um, and I didn't actually get like attacked by a head crab until like about three, four hours into the game. Um, like maybe I was good at the game or or something, but um, but it, it did feel natural and it felt quite easy just to take them down. Um, and then much later on in the game, you actually get into proper full on uh, like um, shooting. Uh, against combine okay so uh what is it like having a head crab jump on your head have you experienced like because that sounds like i've got a fear of the alien franchise because i hate face huggers mm. but i love watching it so i've got the same thing of head crabs like is it just suffocating and terrifying when they get on you yeah when you're when you're playing a normal half-life game you're like okay don't damage me please you just you just wanted to get away from you you just try and shoot it when you're in VR, it is so immersive. It really feels like um, it's gonna um, jump on you and like literally tear off your face or like breed your brain or whatever. Yeah. Um, in VR, it does attach to your chest rather than your head, and you can see why because you wanna you wanna shoot it and you don't wanna like shoot your head off. Um, especially with with a barnacle, there's a literal like just a line down your down your thing and your your whole screen just oh, goes really? red. And, and it's so disorientating it's so it's so weird and when a head grab does does attach to you your your main instinct is to just grab it off of you and like throw it away it's so weird it's really hard to explain it really feels like it's there but um but shooting it is just like satisfying in a way but it really feels like it's it's um like actually attacking you They've definitely changed up how they go about it, though. Like, when you play Half-Life 2, as you know, Benoit, right now, whenever you spot a hair crab, chances are the first thing it will do is jump and it comes yeah. straight at you. In Alex, they haven't done that, and that was why, like, throughout the beginning, because, like, as Ozzy said, you, you shoot a, you have a handful of zombies, and I don't think the head crabs can actually detach from these zombies at the beginning. If you shoot them dead, they're all they're completely dead. And it's only later on you, you walk down a corridor, and then all of a sudden you hear, like, a scuttle, and Russell goes, that was a head crab, like, just a head crab. And all of a sudden I'm just like, oh god, it's going to jump out of me at any point. But they've changed up how they're actually, how their animation cycle works in Alex. They have more of, like, a, a sort of a little wind-up to their attacks. They sort of, like, because you know uh, in the game they they raise their sort of front legs and they walk on little nubs they yeah. kind of they kind of do a little like almost like a little roar animation into that then they'll jump so you do get 
when you spot when you spot a head crab, you do get that moment to dispense like three pistol shots to take it down before it jumps at you. Mm. Uh, but they do seem a little bit thick. The head crabs, they do, they do, <laughs> they, they, they can't. Do, yeah. They're not very accurate. And when they do land, they do sort of fall over. They don't just land on their feet and spin around. They sort of flop around a bit. <laughs> um, it's quite funny actually. But um, as Ozzy says, yeah, there's only one point in the game that I got actually uh, latched on by a head crab, and yeah, you just sort of have to scurry around and try and pull it off your chest, and it is the mo- it is the weirdest mm. feeling. The scariest ones are the poison head crabs because they've got little I, like tiny I heads. I hate poison head crabs. I hate poison head crabs in in Half Life Two. Anyway, mm. uh, there's a point when you, pick, when you pick up the when you pick up the flashlight for the first time, uh, and you just turn around and you see like three of them scuttling towards you, and my my, my mind went. They're, wait, they're poison head crabs. Uh, mm. And my first instinct thought, wait, if there's poison head crabs in this, they're going to have the poison zombie. And the poison zombie is probably the scariest villain or scariest enemy oh, that I've God, ever encountered really in a video is. game. I hate them. I hate mm. them so much. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, they're not in this. There's only normal zombies. Oh, thank uh, God. But when the poison ones showed up because the poison ones work in the same way you know they they attach onto you you get the green sort of um, status effect and your your health goes all the way down and starts to build back up again and they are stronger as well so they don't have the fast ones thankfully they're not in this Mm, that's good they would be awful but um, yeah they've changed they've changed up the um, the enemy encounters and the combat enough to suit VR but they've not changed it so much that it doesn't feel like Half-Life again everything there's nothing in this game that doesn't feel like half-life at all mm. so it's they, they have they've continued the series so incredibly well sure i think i should mention as well because it's probably the second biggest part apart from head crabs is the gravity gloves because obviously this is set before the gravity gun has yeah. been invented so yeah. how do the gloves work compared to the actual gravity gun so with the gravity gun you literally just aim at something press uh well if you're on pc you press right uh right mouse button and it comes towards you and then you can like shoot it off somewhere into into the ether essentially hey everyone i've been on the go recently phoenix kansas city chicago if you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home you have an airbnb Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. With the gravity gloves, you it's, it kind of works in the same way. You point at something, and then you have to hold the trigger if you're on the Vive, like using the ones, um, and then you pull, pull the trigger, and then you have to sort of like... Um, how do you do that? Flick it back. It's like you? holding. It's like holding a fishing rod, and you've got it on the end of your yeah. line. And you have to pull it towards you and then catch it. 
That's it, yeah. And then you have to, when it's in midair, you have to um, press your trigger again to close your fist to essentially just catch it. Um, and it's it's a bit tricky to get, get hold of first because you need to aim it and then like flicking it takes a bit of practice. But once you get it down, it's it's um, it's it's nice actually. Yeah, it's quite satisfying. It feels really natural. And what I don't like in VR is when in VR games is when you have to like crouch down to pick something off of the floor and yeah. they get, don't give you that motion to um, to like help you out picking it up. Um, so you have to like physically put your hands all the way down on the floor. Sometimes you do end up smashing the floor with your with your controllers yeah. um, and then you have to pick it up but thankfully it really helps you out on this so that's almost so, sorry to say that's almost like a, a cheat to making vr gaming even better because obviously you don't have to bend down as much you can just ding oh i've got i basically got the force even though it's a gravity gun sort of thing you can play this entire game sitting down standing up whatever like they yeah. they, they they accommodate for whatever um your comfort is or ability is um and it, like there are games that have a means of like teleporting items into your hand which are quite easy but this feels the most natural like genuinely every single teeny little detail that they could have put into this game they have done in vr even down to to reloading and weapon switching and stuff it's so simple and so intuitive you just have because there's only three weapons in the entire game and when you're you always have the weapon in your hand you don't need to hold a button to keep hold of it um and you can switch to it by bringing up like a little menu on my on the oculus you just press down the thumbstick and it comes up with a menu and you just literally move your hand to pick which one and then when you need to reload it you can drop the mags out of your um pistol by pressing a button and then you just which depending on which weapon you're holding in your hand you just reach behind your shoulder into your backpack and you pull out what would be the correct mag for the gun so yeah. it's so simple and it's so intuitive and they've because there are there are vr games out there that have made a real faff out of doing inventory management whereas alex has streamlined it down so much that it's really simple like if this was your first big vr game which for a lot of people it is for a lot of people it will be because there are so many people who went out and bought vr for this game solely they they lead you in really really well mm. they really do yeah this is this is making me want to buy. I was going to say, how are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just I haven't bought any VR unit yet. If I was going to get one, it'd probably be the PSVR because lo and behold, I am yeah. I'm a Mac like the old adverts used to say. Mm. But uh, do you think this is ever going to come to PSVR or anywhere else? I think I think it will, yeah. Because if you look back on every single, uh, I think it's on the main like series. I haven't looked up Blue Shift or Opposing Force or anything like that, but they have on other platforms like for me um the first half-life game um i played that first on ps2 in fact and i've also played um same um half-life 2 on the xbox um like the very first xbox as well um that wasn't my first playthrough like i did play on pc that one um but they do have a good reputation of going on to consoles and like porting all these um all, all of them to them um if the ps5 does get a ps vr um like equivalent then yes, i think there is a very good chance that they that will come to ps ps5 i was gonna say because uh, just in just in terms of the source 2 engine in this game it is absolutely beautiful it is the best looking vr game i think that's ever been made and just mm. seeing the advancements of the source engine seeing the advancements of uh the because obviously the thing that the source engine was really really uh like critically praised for back in 2004 was his facial animations and the same is to be said with the source 2 engine and with half-life alex yeah. everything looks absolutely stunning and 
Uh, I didn't really get to the chance to look and to, like see any of my temps and usage and things on my PC while I had the headset on, obviously, so I can't really tell how well optimized it is. I know that I've got a very high-end system, um, but I don't know how that would translate to the PS4. But as Osley said, I think the PS... Because the PS5 is going to have PSVR support. As far as I know, it's going to be continuing on support with the original PSVR. Uh, for the PS4, they're going to release, obviously, a, a new version for PS5 as well, but they'll both still work. But I think the power of the PS5 should quite happily support um, that game, especially within the Source Engine, because as Ozzy said, it's been the Source Engine game has been ported to various platforms mm. and it's been fine. So it wouldn't surprise me, and I think it'd be. I don't see it as a game that wouldn't work. The only the only thing I would say is the I say number of face buttons on the PlayStation Move controllers, but you could probably get away with with how it works. Obviously, the only yeah. downside is you don't have the full ability to move. Uh, like 360 degrees like you would with say a Vive which obviously has or a Rift which I do um, because obviously you've got to be facing the camera but there will be ways around that as well and obviously lack of thumbstick doesn't help so you may be stuck down to either teleporting or doing the weird thing where you press a button in just to move in the direction you're facing which probably feels worse than Mm. using an actual thumbstick but you know I I don't think it's impossible I think it would be it would make a lot of sense for them to release it on PSVR but I don't think we'd be seeing that until PS5 if they release it for PS4 I'll eat my words but I don't think we will Mm. fair enough I've got um, other stuff like Portal 2 Team Fortress 2 and also Counter-Strike Global Offensive that have come to um, consoles as well Mm -hmm. so there is a very good chance that it will I had a question, but it also leads into the uh, Twitter question we got about this game from, I'm going to bastardize his name, sorry, CO. I'm just going to say Joe because Joe's at the end of their um, uh, <laughs> their uh, handle on Twitter. And mm. it is, do you think that this game will break, uh, bring VR out of the fun gimmick and, you know, bring it into the game mainstream? Do you think this is like VR's moment to be like, you're not you're not a gimmick anymore. You're you you were the as we say I quote the big boys now. Yes. Um, I was going to say no. Oh really? Because right now VR is way is still way too expensive. Um, especially sorry, mainly like Steam VR yeah. is just way too expensive. Um, once it becomes like really affordable, once there is, um, I mean. Like overall, in terms of like game development, this will be like the groundbreaking game that will like break VR into like everything out there. But yeah. for the consumer, it is so expensive to get a VR system, let alone just like a, a full PC setup. Like it costs like almost um, around like two grand just for something like really solid, really decent mm-hmm. um, for both VR and also uh, like a PC. Um, but once that becomes affordable, then I think um, like VR will definitely stop becoming a gimmick and start becoming like a serious thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, I obviously said yes because I think that, as I said, this is the this is the first big groundbreaking game. I mean, it's not it's not really because Boneworks obviously came first, which was which was December, I think. Um, but again, it's it's a it's a relatively new studio. It's an unknown IP, and as much as everyone's like, this is the best VR game I've ever played, uh, this is something established. It's got that uh, that that position in the industry to be like everyone's actually going to take notice of this. Um, and I th- and as I said, there's a lot of people who have gone out of their way to get VR. No, it's not the cheapest way, and especially not with PC. Uh, but PS4, I think I think if they released PSVR 2 or just whatever they have it for the PS5 and they, they say Half-Life Alex is a launch title for it, I think they're going to make an absolute killing in the same way that uh, 
um, they have with Steam VR machines and things like that. I think the the numbers for for Half Life Alex on release day was about forty two thousand people playing it, and that's really? you know, forty two thousand VR headsets all going at the same time, mm-hmm. which is Central. incredible. Um, but I think yeah, this is the benchmark to say, look, this is this is how you do this. It's kind of the same uh, back in nineteen ninety eight with with Half Life One. When they said, "Hey, shooting's all about killing stuff and not caring about any kind of narrative," and then Valve turns around and goes, "No, actually, this is how you do it," and they've done the exact same thing with VR now. Uh, so I think this is a good start. I think it, it goes to show that a it's possible to do something immersive and narrative, and uh, in similar to Half Life uh, One and Two, or just all the Half Life games, you play through this thing all the way through with no cutscenes, no big skips nothing like that it just you just play through the whole deal even even on the loading screens you can see a map and it literally just shows you the the route you've taken from the beginning of the game all the way through to when you get to the vault at the end of the game okay um and i think yeah that's what that's what future developers will look at and say yeah this is this this can work this will work and yeah as i said there are more people who are going to have their mind changed to maybe giving vr a go and if they like i said if they release it on the psvr that's going to be really good because psvr overall if you got a ps4 with a headset would set you back maybe four five hundred quid which is you know as as i said maybe a quarter of how much it could be to do Mm. it on pc like full all out so, that's what i'll be doing yeah i mean i've got psvr as well and i think it's fantastic for for what you pay for or for how much you pay for and what you get it it does the job no it's not as good as my pc with the rift but that's a given but ps5 uh, ps4 vr is, is fantastic so yeah i think it can uh open this new thing but i still personally don't see vr as the future i just see vr as a really cool parallel I don't mm. think it's going to become the norm by any stretch, but um, I don't. I also don't want them to make Half Life Three as a VR game. I'd rather have that as a normal game. But mm-hmm. give me a look, give me another Half Life VR game. Absolutely, just don't make three Half. I will say that this is the most immersive VR game I have ever played in my life. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it's just everything about it. There's like so much detail into it. Um, I remember, like at one point, I was um, trying like you know those puzzles they do with the um, the electric wire puzzles on the multi. Yeah, um, and then like move the globe around with your hand and like move the the thingy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was standing in front of my wall and I didn't. Um, I was trying to figure out why my vibe wasn't tracking and I was literally like waving it in front of the wall and then I moved my hand forward a tiny bit and smash it into the wall and. Um, and then I had to like physically move move the device and turn around and like reset my position and everything. But there hasn't been a VR game that has ever done that before. Like you just lose yourself from your front room or your bedroom or wherever you're playing into this Half-Life world. Brilliant. I mean, is is Half-Life back now? That's the big question. Because we've seen had interviews that they want to do more, but do you think Half-Life as a franchise could come back and be with us once again after yes. this long time? Definitely, yeah. And I'm not saying why, but yes. Okay. Um, and I've got to say... Because <laughs> they have a bit of a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. I, I won't say anything else oh, apart boy. from... Do you think we get Portal in this? Because Portal in this well, might destroy well, you. Uh, the events of episode two relate to the Borealis, and that merges the things together. So, you know, if they... If they you know, Valve have already seen with the with the sales and the figures for this game that people do still care about the series after 12 years. So that's why there's been people screaming on the internet about it. And why I'm screaming on the internet about it. <laughs> um, people still do care. And, you know, as you said, Gabe has said, people at Valve have said, you know, we're, we're, we're basically back. Like, we're doing this again. 
Um, because yes, they could happily continue just making a killing with Steam. They know that, but it's like, fine, we can see why you're going to happily do that because you're still making money, but you can still do that and still make the games that we love. And the fact that they've come back after 12 years and done a game that everyone has just completely critically praised, they've still got it. Mm, and from, from how things look come the end of Half-Life Alex, I don't think this is a flash in the pan for Half-Life. I don't I think s- they'd have waited this long to just do it once and then leave it again. I really hope they don't, but I don't see them just stopping. It's crazy that it took a new generation of Valve employees to do it because Gabe's obviously sitting there playing Dirt 2 every day. But um, oh yeah, just Half-Life being back is kind of what I need in my heart right now. It's, it's, but- it's still kind of surreal. Like playing through all of this and just being back in that, seeing a brand new official game for that like it's 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 weird it's 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 almost odd to think we're actually talking about this it is yeah like when it when it first um when it's first announced i didn't really believe it and then about like a month later when they didn't really show anything for a while i was like i think it's going to be delayed i don't think that they're really going to release it because they had that long period of time during like january or february where they just had a oh this is coming march 2020 but we don't have a, like a, a definite release date um and i was kind of like not not necessarily worried but sort of like kind of expecting it to be delayed because they've got that whole half um valve time thing yeah going yeah. on um but to be be playing it and especially like after doom eternal i was like oh yeah half-life is coming out um after yeah after like playing it it's just uh and being in there it's just like my god this is half-life it's it's incredible yeah I mean, uh, after the quarantine's over, I will be finding a way to play this. As said, no I, will, I will get you set up, Ben Roy, and I'm just going to leave you in when we're back in the office the entire night just playing Alex. The whole time. Do you yeah. think this is contender for Game of the Year? One last question. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, it's going to be a really hard year because, I mean, Doom Eternal for me, I, as you know, I've been so stoked for, and that did kind of um, overshadow Half-Life Alex's excitement because, again, I think in the same as Osley, it's kind of like, I don't really believe this is happening. This isn't this isn't real, surely. Mm. And then when it started, it's like, oh, God, it is real. So <laughs> the fact that, you know, the first two big games I've played of this year are both Game of the Year contenders. Next up is Resi 3, and it's just like, good God, it's going to be a there's... hard year, but it's going to be an amazing year for games. Yeah, there is so is... much this year that's going to be amazing. Um, I've just played Will of the Wisps as well, which is phenomenal. It is, there are so many, there are so few things about it that is really brilliant. Um, and then there's going to be Cyberpunk 2077, if it is going to be released in September as well which and last of us too don't, don't forget to mention that front of last of us i was i was i was even <laughs> as like someone say last of us too last of us too as well which That's can it. be like um the big thing as well just all of those games like game uh, i think at the end of the year choosing like awards the games is going to be incredibly incredibly difficult should we just give every go- every good game a game of the year award just let's yeah. just not bother everyone that's got they just turn out the game awards and go surprise the entire list of nominees you've all won yeah <laughs> We should yeah, do that. It's definitely going to be Game of the Year material. Absolutely. Either way, we win if we play them all. But I think that's going to be it for today, Wednesday's episode of the What Culture Game podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at WC Gaming, I believe. That's, yes, W Culture Gaming. W Culture Gaming. I always get that wrong. And you can follow <laughs> Osley at Newton Chill. And you can follow Rich at Pick Up Change Toe.
And you can follow me at Ben Roy Turner. And don't forget, we're pretty much on most pod services known to man. But, you know, use the hashtag WCGP if you've got any more questions. And we'll probably get to them later on the week or next week. But again, I've been Ben Roy. I've been here with Osley and Rich. And that is us for today. Later. Bye. Bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax with their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs. You can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.